Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fight Back podcast. My name's George Avery. I'm an exercise scientist and the founder of the Fight Back Project, a trauma-informed kickboxing program for women. I started this podcast to inspire and empower women to try martial arts. So if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about trying martial arts, I really hope this podcast will inspire you to take the leap. If you're a martial artist and there are other women around you, you could be encouraging to try martial arts. I really hope that this podcast will empower you to do so. This podcast is going to come at you in a variety of formats. Sometimes it's going to be interviews with experts. Uh, sometimes it'll be me pretending to be an expert and talking about things. Uh, and sometimes, like today, I'm going to have on very inspirational women in martial arts. Not all of them are going to be professional fighters. Today's guest is not a pro fighter, but she has a very very inspirational story to share about overcoming trauma and the role that martial arts played in that. And so I want to introduce everyone to April Demaze. She is one of my longtime friends and training partners from Absolute MMA, now living in London. I sat down with her to chat about her mental health her history of trauma and how martial arts fit into that picture. And I really hope that you get something out of listening to her story, just like, yeah, I always do when I chat to her. All right. So let's start out by, can you just introduce yourself to the audience, where you're from, where you're currently living and a little bit of your life story? Yep. Definitely. Um, so I am April Demarse. I'm 26. I'm originally from Australia. Uh, I currently live in London, which I have been living for uh, almost 18 months now. Um, in terms of, I guess, my story, um, I grew up in a small country town about an hour outside of Melbourne. Um, my family life was, I would say, kind of turbulent, like the first decade of it. Um, my biological father struggled with alcoholism um, and a bunch of other things. Um, and there was a lot of domestic violence um, that happened in those first 10 years, um, which kind of had ramifications of the years that followed after they split up. Um, even when my mum met her um, new partner, my stepdad, um, and we became a bigger family, um, all of those things that kind of happened early on still impacted us, um, which kind of led me to wanting to feel like I was capable and like I was strong. Um, I'm a chronic, like, overachiever in that way. Um, and, you know, when I found martial arts, I found something that I couldn't conquer straight away. And I think that's what kept me interested as well. Um, but it all kind of led me to here. That's so great. Um, I just, if I haven't said this enough, like I really want to say thank you for sharing your story because I think you're one of the women who were around me, you know, really inspiring me in the beginning, even though I think, you know, it's a crazy community where you'll probably say the same thing back, you know, that I was inspiring you. But I think, you know, your story's so inspiring. Where how did you find initially starting martial arts, having that history of trauma, how did it impact you? Um, so I 
remember kind of discovering martial arts, I think, more, um, can't really find the word for it, but it just became really prevalent that it was going on in the kind of UFC and things like that when Ronda Rousey was kind of making her way through and I was just like watching her, watching this woman who could be super strong and impactful um, and also like give a shit at the same time because, <laughs> I mean, you can't look at her and think that she doesn't care about what she, do, what she does. Um, and I really admired that in her. And then, you know, you look at Joanna Jacek as well. There's all these strong, amazing women. And I was just really inspired by that um, at the time. I um, had just met my partner and he was a professional kickboxer. So I just started to be in that world and I was seeing it all the time. Um, and I just wanted to look and feel as strong as the people that I was seeing. Um, and there were so many attributes that I could connect to people that I knew that were doing martial arts. And I, there, were, there were things that I wanted to grow within myself. And in your first lesson, how did it feel? um it was so scary I have to say I remember this really really well because the night before I did not sleep and I had already done some like one-on-ones um with my partner because I didn't want to go to the lesson and not know how to throw a punch (laughs) um but I yeah I didn't sleep the night before it was like a 7 a.m uh, boxing session with Mo and I had to go in and then I taught myself how to wrap my hands. And I was so nervous that I couldn't wrap my hands and I had to go to him and ask him to wrap my hands for me. Um, and I just like, once the lesson got started and we did the warm up, I just started to feel like at home, I would say. And I just got so much adrenaline and I was like having such a good time, um, that like I, yeah, I can't remember anything else after starting because I was just it, I was so engrossed in what I was doing and the atmosphere that you have when you're there. Um, and then I just signed up that day. That's so good. Um, with the trauma, though, so I'm not sure if you're aware, but oftentimes when people have been through trauma, a common response is to freeze. So when it when a situation becomes stressful they become frozen or like a play dead kind of thing. If you think about what, what animals might do out in the animal kingdom, did you mm-hmm. experience anything like that when you were first starting out? Um, I didn't experience that in when I was doing pads um, or in that kind of new environment. I remember there was like, um, there was one session early on where you're kind of standing in a circle and you're doing a different combo one after the other with different pad holders. Um, and I, like, I remember I found that really, really confronting. Um, given that martial arts is very male dominated, um, it was just like all these different kind of men that were like, some of them were like the way that they held pads I found really like aggressive and I was just like one after the other. Um, And then like they were like telling me off at the same time. And I I remember feeling at that point, I was like, oh, have I made a mistake? Because this is like, this feels like really confronting. And um, I ended up just sitting it out. Um, But other than that, I think, you know, that kind of fight or flight response didn't really come into it um, in terms of, 
like the trauma until I started sparring. Um, and that took me a while to work through. Yeah. So what happened in your first few sparring sessions? Oh, I think you know what happened. You kicked me in the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I... And, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> oh, man, I learned some lessons pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, like we've sparred together and you've seen me spar and you know, you've seen those times where I just completely shut down and I think it's because I do get very overwhelmed when someone's so close to me. Um, and they are trying to hurt you and that can be really, um, it is really confronting. I think even if you didn't have trauma, like, and you're going into that situation for the first time, it's like, it's terrifying. Um, and then you add the element of like, you know, I, I've had someone outside of the gym want to hurt me in that way. Um, and that brings it up and, um, it does make it really hard, but, at the same time, what I love about martial arts is the fact that I have to be completely present in what I'm doing or you do get hurt. Um, and I think that's what I always just kept coming back to was just those basics of like, yeah, I'm really scared. What can I do when I'm scared? Okay, I'll just focus on keeping my guard up and just focus on one small thing in this one small session um, to get through it and then I can add something in later. So it was it, you know, always about, giving it everything. Sometimes it was just about, I just need to get through it and I'll feel better, which, you know, sounds like a bit like, why are you torturing yourself? Um, but it, it really helped in terms of when you're facing other things outside of the gym, knowing that you're kind of building those capabilities makes it so much easier to get through different things. How do you find sparring now? If, you know, when sparring was a thing pre-COVID? um I think I get those moments less now where you kind of just shut down I mean when someone like gets a really good shot in um that kind of sucks and they can get can bring it up but I think you know the more you do something it, it takes away that kind of element of um of fear um whenever I spar someone new that still hurts like I like internally it hurts I think you know um getting used to like their style and and what they could be capable of doing and things like that but it gets a lot easier to work through those emotions when you've gone through them a few times before yeah for sure and what were the other reasons why you kept on training you you know you kept putting on your wraps however poorly and and showing up to training (laughs) I become really good at wrapping my hands though. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. So for me, it was definitely um, the people. I had so much fun. Um, I think, you know, obviously at our gym where we do have quite a few females um, in the gym um, that you would see regularly every night that just like understood the learning that you were going through. Um, and you know, when I was preparing for a fight, like I had you and I had a couple of the others and obviously I had, you know, people at home that had all been through that, um, to help and support. Um, and I think, you know, it was that sense of community that kept me coming back because I was, I felt accountable to you all to keep showing up because we were a team. 
Yeah, I know. I feel the exact same thing. It's, you know, I think if somebody else is going to fight coming up, I'm like more likely to be motivated to want to show up to training than if I'm preparing myself for a fight. Or, you know. Yeah, because it's like that mentality that you're all in it together. And I mean, absolutely, you, you step into the ring by yourself, but like there's just like so many people that help you to get there to feel like you can do it. Um, and I think it's like that sense of community that I just cannot find anywhere else. Yeah, 100%. It's a very special bond and so much trust. Yeah. And how else has martial arts impacted your mental health? Um, I think it's definitely helped in um, help in kind of settling my anxiety. Um, I really struggled with anxiety for a long time prior to starting um, martial arts. And it's one of those things where when you're an anxious person, you're always thinking about what could happen next, what could go wrong. Um, you're not doing enough or it's like you're letting people down all the time. But when you kind of step into the gym, yes, there's that kind of, you've got that community around you, but at the same time when you're like throwing combos or when you're sparring you have to be 100% present otherwise you make mistakes otherwise you know you stuff up or um, you, you can get hurt as well and I think having just having that break from myself and like from being inside my head and just concentrating on one thing at a time and then I would be in such a calmer place later on to work through what I was what I was feeling uh, that day or issues that were coming up, I think is a skill that I didn't learn anywhere else before I started doing it. I mean, it sounds a bit weird, but like it was for me, it was like martial arts has always been a place where I learned mindfulness, where I felt like I could just pause and stop and just do one thing at a time. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you and you and I are ones to definitely talk about all of the the positive things about martial arts on mental health, but there there definitely is one big negative aspect that I think is really important not to ignore. And for me, that's the weight cutting. And yeah. certainly, you know, I'm I'm very open in speaking about how awful it is for your mental health. Have you had any experience with that? Yeah, I mean, definitely it's really hard when, like, you are a woman and you grow up in a society that judges you on what you look like and your weight and how how beautiful you are and, you know, to the male gaze, I guess. And then, you know, you find this amazing sport and then you realise, oh, I have to weigh myself a lot and I have to fight in a weight class and I have to cut weight to get there. Um, and that, that, that whole concept of like, I'm doing something that makes me feel amazing and makes me feel so strong, but at the same time, I still have to be a particular weight. Um, and I definitely struggled with that. I mean, I lost 10 kilos when I was training and then I had to lose another five for my fight. Um, and I did like a practice weight cut and then I did the actual weight cut and like, it's really tough. The first time I went through it, I was like, convinced I was going to die or something like that because you're just sweating so much eating so little and it's just like pure determination to get you through it um so it's definitely hard I like I don't miss doing a weight cut how do you feel regarding your body image now that you're just training sort of for fun while the gyms are all closed 
Um, I think it's it's not perfect, right? It's something that we always have to look um, to work on. And, you know, we've spoken about this before where, you know, I stopped training to have fights and I just started training for myself and just training to feel good about myself regardless of what I weighed. Um, and I'm still working on that, you know, like I've been traveling for the last 12 months, so I have gained weight back and that's been really hard again, because, you know, you want to feel good and you, um, and you want to look like how strong you are on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which I definitely don't cause I love pasta right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I, it's knowing how strong I am and how capable I am, I think definitely helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, you know, I've been pretty public in speaking about how important it was for me to take a break from fighting to bring back my period and be like a regular girl and have hormones because I didn't for so long. And, you know, since since the quarantine and since I was supposed to have a fight in in six days, I was supposed to be fighting, and I'm currently I'm currently ten. I'm like probably eleven kilos heavier than I was supposed to be on my fight weight. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm just like, there's absolutely no possible chance that I'm going back down to that weight class. Like, if Pui, that's our coach, if Pui's listening to this and he's thinking that I'm going to make the the weight that I did. Like there's, there's just no chance because I feel now what it feels like to actually be strong and to, you know, have enough energy to get through a training session and not be like dreading the last round on pads. Like when we're training yeah. in the garage, it's just, it's, it's definitely tough. It's like, I look at those photos and I'm like, Oh God, like look at my body. And then I'm like, no, like I, I actually know what that body feels like. That body feels like so many tears. Like Yeah. Absolutely. I was looking at the photos um, from my fight day, like that I took that morning when I weighed in and I was on weight and I felt, I was like, yes, I'm on weight. And then like, I literally look at my body again and you can see all the bruises. I had so many bruises all over my legs from just, and I think it was just from stuffing up because I was so tired that I like wasn't checking. Uh, I was getting caught and it just came came out and I just look at that and I'm like yeah you're smiling in that photo but your eyes are super sunken and I know how tired you were and how stressed out you were and like it just wasn't it's not enjoyable to do I mean like I loved getting in the ring don't get me wrong but like looking back at that it's just like girl you need to eat something Yes, yes. I so so sincerely feel that getting in the ring and going through everything that is involved with that mentally is already enough for women, for anyone, for anyone as a personal challenge to get in the ring. It's just so much. And I think as more and more people tell stories like you and I are telling right now, then people will find their own personal challenges and they will back themselves enough to know, like, I don't have to cut to the smallest weight I can possibly be in order to win a fight. Like, I can win a fight at a healthier weight class and, yeah, maybe I'll have a little bit less of a reach advantage, but, like, I'm going to feel good. Yeah, exactly. It's about finding that sweet spot between, you know, your weight and your power and 
utilizing that you know it doesn't have to be the smallest absolute version of yourself it could be something that's a couple of kilos heavier but allows you to feel strong enough that when you're throwing that punch you're putting you know you're putting that three kilos behind it um Mm. and and you can get through it and I mean something happened with my fight is that in the third round I completely gassed like you saw me I literally looked at the clock I was so done and I think about that and I'm just like, okay, well, if I ever fight again, then I know I'm not fighting at that weight or I'm going about it definitely very, very differently because what was the point of going through all of that? And then you just kind of like, oh yeah. And then I gassed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, 2020 hindsight, you know, like <laughs> everything's easy to say after the fact I've made that mistake so many times or five times now. <laughs> Um, yes I think it's important to tell the bad sides of of training and not to just try and paint a fake perfect picture but overall would you recommend other women train martial arts yeah absolutely I mean there's such a difference between before who I was before I started martial arts and who I am now which is I can walk down the street and feel a lot safer knowing that I could actually defend myself properly and not just in, you know, one of those self-defense courses that you do, which are great, but like it's a completely different world. And when you see how strong and capable you are and you can be, then you are bringing so much more confidence to every other aspect of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to note on that too that, it's really normal for MMA fighters to be a, to be in a situation where they need to defend themselves and to not be able to, to, to freeze because it's such a traumatic experience and their body overloads, and that's fine. And, yes, it's possible that, you know, when you, tr- you study kickboxing, it could be a preventative thing. But I think the most important thing is that after something like that, if something ever happens to you in the street, whether you fight back or not, you will then be able to go into the gym and physically move your body to shake off whatever happens to you in that kind of an altercation. You know, if you run away instead of fighting back, whatever happens, I think it's really important to know that you know your body's strong and you can go back in the gym and and prove that to yourself again as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what advice would you give other women interested in starting martial arts? Um, I think just start just it's it's definitely going to be scary and it's going to be very daunting and to be quite honest you're going to look like an idiot I mean when my coach talked about me when I first started he said that I threw like a wet bus ticket um, (laughs) and I kicked like a drunk mule or something I don't know (laughs) Uh, thanks for that Jez yeah Um, But, like, I was really bad. I had one good punch. I had a really good right straight and I worked on everything else around that. Um, And you have to, like, you just have to get comfortable about not being good at something again. Um, And that's, like, that's the fun part of it is that when you're not good at something, it's okay to fail and you just keep failing until you get it right. And then you go from there. But you don't get any of that... um, amazing learning unless you try thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you got something out of my conversation with april 
these episodes are going to come out every Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can also follow me on Instagram. It's at Fightback Project. And also on Facebook, if you search The Fightback Project, then you can keep up to date with any new developments in the program and finding out when the pilot is going to launch, which hopefully is going to be very, very soon. So watch this space and I'll talk to you next Wednesday.